I'm Ryan Krakowski. I'm James Waller. I'm Marissa Hoskins. And this is the Teaching It Real podcast. Okay, and on this week's episode of Teaching It Real, uh, we are going to talk about our area of speciality, which is, of course, technology integration in a school. Now, I work as uh, something called an ICT educational specialist, and Ryan, you work as... I'm a digital literacy coach, uh, but say basically the same thing. So can you give us a little description? What is that? Okay, Um, so uh, in my school, I spend uh, my time integrating across years one to five. Uh, In years one and two, I work with the teachers in the classroom for one hour a week. Um, And then with years three to five, uh, I work with with um, teachers on a booking schedule. Um, so when we find a great project or you find a great digital tool, uh, we bring it in right into the lesson uh, and use it with the curriculum. And ensuring that the curriculum, what's happening in the class already, is driving any kind of integration. Yeah, ours, uh, our role as ICT specialists is a very, very similar to that. Um, I, of course, work, uh, we both work at international schools in Hong Kong. Um, and I have a partner. I work with John Hendricks, uh, who has been on an episode of the Teaching It Real podcast. Um, and uh, we both work from basically junior kindergarten. It's called PG here. Junior kindergarten through grade 12. Wow. <laughs> so we, we span pretty much every age group. And as a result, we've seen educational technologies of all shapes and sizes of all forms and fashions Um, we've seen it all basically Um, but at the end of the day our role is very similar to yours Mm -hmm. so um, for you first of all let's let's start with um, a challenge what is one of the biggest barriers or challenges that uh, opposes an integrationist or coach or specialist Uh, and people you know have have differing views on the importance of educational technology Uh, they have you know different values on, 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 on how to you know how to approach education and they have you know different comfort levels um, so you know working with all these different personalities and different comfort levels you really need to personalize your integration based on personal needs um, so you can't find one one-size-fits-all uh, approaches to, to integrating technology you have to work one-on-one meet the teacher where they're at and really build uh, their build up their their knowledge and their understanding uh, and then go ahead and work with them in their classroom with their students. Yeah, well said. The, uh, one size fits all does not work in an integration model. Um, so for us, one thing that we've done that works incredibly well in that regard, in making it personalized, is we have something called release time. And what that means is a teacher can get a supply teacher for half a day, once a year, um, and they either get to work with John or I Um, learning about what resources the school has, uh, maybe what resources we need to get that we don't have, um, and looking at uh, reviewing some of their existing units and updating them, changing them to be a little bit more innovative or include 21st century skills. And that has been incredibly valuable because as you mentioned, everybody has different needs. Um, Our grades, they work in teams. So each grade level might have four or five different teachers planning and executing basically the same lessons. Mm. And as a result, we have um, individuals who are responsible for different subject areas. 
So everybody's needs in the school are different based on their level of comfort with technology, their level of, of excitement or passion for technology, mm -hmm. but also their area of expertise or what they bring to the table for a school or for a grade team. Right? Yeah, so we have, we have actually bigger grade teams than that. We have seven, uh, six to seven uh, teachers, but because we are a bilingual school, uh, we have a, a Chinese teacher and an English teacher for every class. Uh, so that's actually double. So our grade teams are four, uh, anywhere from 12 to 14 people. Uh, so it's that many more people to you know to cater your ex, uh, your integration with. And how how do you deal with the language barrier when you're doing integration, um, like you said, with people different first languages? Um, so we I also have a partner. His name's Fred, and uh, he's the Chinese integration coach. Um, but really, we take a we take a unified approach when we go into different grade team meetings and bring different ideas to the table. Uh, we, we, we bring it in in English and we, we you know, run workshops with the teachers um, just to see you know, if they're comfortable using the technology. Are they, you know, do they think it fits in well to, their, to what they're teaching? Um, and then when he goes into the classes uh, to integrate, he does so in Chinese. Right. Um, so for you, obviously, this is a passion of yours. This is something you've been into for, I, I want to say, almost 10 years now, almost your whole career. You've been passionate about educational technology. Yeah. I've Why do you think this is so valuable for schools to have? And what makes it a must for you to have somebody helping with integration? Um, I've seen uh, and heard about different schools that, you know, they have technology in their schools and it doesn't get used. Um, and I think that that will happen if you don't have someone working on the ground level with teachers, uh, building up their capability, uh, creating some excitement around technology, and, and then showing um, how it can be you know, useful uh, to use alongside the curriculum. Um, so basically, I, I think that without that you know, facilitation role, uh, you're just not going to get the most out of the technology that, that schools purchase. Yeah, definitely. So, so part of it is how it's reflected in the education itself. Definitely. For me, part of it is how it's reflected in the world at large. Mm -hmm. and, and that means things like, you know, kids are bombarded now with messages, with advertising, with news. And not all of it is fair or accurate. And they've got to wade through things that are purposefully false on the Internet or purposefully deceptive or framed in a way that has you know, an overt bias. Mm -hmm. And we were never trained to navigate a media landscape like that. And no. I think all of us have been victims of what they would call fake news at one <laughs> time or another. Hashtag fake news. Hashtag fake news. Um, we've all been victims of, uh, you know, spreading uh, things that we've read on the internet that may not have turned out to be true. Mm -hmm. We've all learned our lesson from that. Um, but we have friends, adults that are in our lives that, you know, still will share things that are provably false. It's, it's a real problem, mm -hmm. and, and that's only a piece of the puzzle, yeah. right? Um, as much as we can demonize things like social media, it's a part of our social fabric. Yeah. And so kids need to be educated on what are some of the problems with social media? What are some of the things that are on there that are unrealistic? What yeah. are the problems with addiction to it? And things like that. Yeah, like uh, we need to help them navigate this landscape. Um, and also, you know, they are using all of these uh, tools and apps and so on, and, and they may not be using them for uh, you know a good purpose. 
um, you know, even at early ages, you may see students, you know, creating, for example, chat rooms and, and saying some inappropriate language in those chat rooms. So it is our responsibility to work with the teachers um, in promoting these uh, responsible uses of technology and responsible uses of social networks and so on. Uh, and I think that we provide a really uh, essential, you know, presence in the schools. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that you've had that experience with inappropriateness in technology. Uh, at our school, we've never once had a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on, uh, being part of the, the team that integrates technology yeah. in a school, uh, obviously you shape the direction of the school and you, you shape the way you're moving towards mm -hmm. in the future. Yeah. What are some areas that you see are underdeveloped and underrepresented in education as a whole and you're pushing to be uh, brought in or implemented in your school? Okay. Um, well, I, I definitely for our school, I, I think that uh, design thinking, so uh, approaching a problem through the design process, starting with empathizing with uh, whoever you're creating something for, uh, and then moving on to the planning, and then the building, and the testing, and, re and then uh, um, trying it out, and then re and redesigning it again. Um, I think that ne is something that's lacking, and I think it's something that needs to be established and uh, fostered in all of the students at my school. Uh, so I've been working really hard on building in design projects uh, all throughout the grades, um, starting in grade two all the way up to uh, grade five, uh, and developing those thinking routines. Yeah, very valuable, and that's sort of a lead-in to uh, something It's more of a specific technology, but something that we've sort of started to look into and are getting excited about, and that is the area of artificial intelligence. Mm. And the reason for that, I I'm sure we'll expand on this in a, in a full episode at Definitely. some point, but um, the reason for that is as you start to see the Internet of Things, you start to see smart devices all around us, and you're starting to see viable options of things like driverless cars in where safety is a real concern, but also the impact on the society and the economy is going to be felt and very real. And so we want our students to understand uh, some of the risks of diving into artificial intelligence, but we also want them to have some sort of control and uh, the ability to look at it as a tool mm -hmm. and a way to continue to develop things so that we can solve some of those big problems. Because it's a real change and a real opportunity, I, I think, in the future. So that's one area I think is underexplored in educational technology for obvious reasons. It's probably underdeveloped <laughs> as a whole, mm -hmm. uh, but an area that I'd like to explore for my school. Okay. Um, so do you have any uh, closing thoughts on, on integration of technology? Um, I think there is no one way, uh, one, one framework that works for everyone. I think you have to understand uh, your school and uh, the diverseness of your, your, your students and uh, your teachers and really cater the, techno uh, the integration to them and their needs. Yeah, I uh, couldn't have said it better myself. Very important to listen to the staff, listen to what they want. Remember, integration is collaborative. It doesn't mean that teachers are doing what you want them to do. It means you're listening, you know the needs of the teachers, the needs of the students, and to an extent of the school's direction and your ad administration's vision for the future of your organization. So it's a big conversation. We're happy to be having it with all of you listening. Uh, if you want to check me out, I'm on Twitter at MrWaller15. Where can we find you? I'm also on Twitter at MrKPYP, MRKPYP. That's right. And we'll have another episode of Teaching It Real for you next week. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave a comment below if there's a topic you want us to cover, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. See you later.